If they're listening, I don't care. That's not for me. I will not go there. Thank you very much. See you soon. No matter if you're a good teacher, if you're the best teacher in the whole world, you can't do it on a regular basis. For me, it's not worth it. And to be honest, some people don't even notice. No, I'm not doing that. All the teachers who say that they prefer group lessons, they just want to milk your money and that's it. Hi, and welcome to another episode of our podcast where language enthusiasts talk about learning and stuff. It's three of us here. I'm Zoya. I'm Taya. And I'm Ksusha. In this chaotic world, we all in need of safe space to speak one's mind, love, and enjoy life. Because that's the only way to stay sane while zooming through chaos. Today, we were planning to talk about different types of education in terms of Individual, group, pair, and all of that stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the first one is that we can say there are different options. You can go individually, you can go in a pair, you can go in a mini group. That will be like from three to six. And then we have big groups, like 10 people, 15 people, 30 people like we have in our schools. No, but usually you mean like in one class, Mm-hmm. But they are divided into two groups to study, mm-hmm. like to 15 people in each group. Yes, I agree. We had 15 at school. Again, if we're talking some other subjects, actually, this is interesting. Other subjects besides languages, I guess, are taught in these big classes. Like, I know mm-hmm. geography is for all 30 school students. But when it comes to languages, they divide it into smaller groups. Except yeah. for the mother tongue, maybe. Yes, sorry. Yeah. I mean, foreign languages. I remember the only things that we were divided, it was English, because we had one foreign language back then. <laughs> That's old times. And also we were divided for... Is it technology in English? So when we were like, girls were cooking and boys were making furniture. Oh my God, I forgot the name. But it's like home something. Home craft. <laughs> I have no <laughs> yes, idea. Definitely. I forgot. Crafts, actually. Crafts, I think it was for boys. But for girls, I don't know, like keeping household or something. Because basically that was what they taught us. Like you need to cook. Knitting. You need to know how to sew, yeah, or knit. or You were taught knitting. Yeah. And sewing. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I was bad. I'm still bad. I would like to learn, though. I think it's fun. I'm old now. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, that were the only lessons. And why do we have the small groups for foreign languages? Because it's more efficient Mm -hmm. to learn foreign languages, I guess, in smaller groups. Because you need to strive for more individual approach, which, again, our school system never did. (laughs) But they tried, yeah. But again, I think Ty has another example. Of a big group? Yes. I am. That's actually, again, Japanese. (laughs) I'm learning it with my group of 20 people, I guess. Initially, at the A1 level, there were 25 
Seriously? people in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was amazing. And you still learned something? Yeah, totally. We learn online, of course. We do these breakout room sections where we talk in small groups. It's not that efficient, maybe like in a small group or with two people in pairs. In pairs, yeah. It's less time for talking, but still it's much more fun, mm -hmm. I think. So many people, you can go out sometimes. Oh, it's like during the lesson? Yo, what do you mean? Leave the lesson? You get to know different people. Ah, ah. you mean like hang out, hang out together. I yeah. see. I would yeah. like go out of <laughs> Not the during the lesson, sorry. Oh, like so many people. <laughs> Why not? Like we were mm. like, okay, it's so many people. They will not notice me like going <laughs> somewhere, having some lunch. <laughs> well, when you learn online, it's also possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had students who were terrified to have individual classes because even if you have a group of, I know, like even eight people, sometimes life happens and only one of them <laughs> comes to your lesson. And uh, I had students who were like, am I going to be alone today? I'm like, yes, you get to have an individual class. No, I'm, I'm scared. Because like all the attention only for me. And I, I don't want it. Everything was fine. They survived and stuff. But others are very into it. They're like, oh, cool. Like, I want to have this individual class. This is so nice. Like, we're just going to like talk and everything's for me. So it mm -hmm. might depend on the personality. For sure, it depends on the personality. Right now, I'm transitioning some of my students from individual lessons to pair or group lessons. And some of them are like, okay, good. Sounds great. I will have some practice. I will be exposed to more accents and a wider range of vocabulary. But I have a couple who said like, no, that's not for me. I will not go there. Thank you very much. See you soon. <laughs> that's it. So it really depends on the personality. And I know that for some people who are like naturally shy, they can feel anxious if you propose that. So with some of my students, we had some kind of... Uh, disagreement? Not not disagreement, but uh, like test drive, I would say. Mm. So uh, first I just told them that I'm transitioning to groups. And they were like, no, 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 no. Then I said, okay, I'm having some kind of a speaking practice that you can join and try it out it will be free of charge for you take a look take a step of it how do you feel about that and then with time with some practice they agreed oh, we'll see <laughs> agreed or not mm -hmm. but at least they are not as terrified as they were at the beginning because no i'm an introvert and i can never do that it really depends on the personality yeah, and also on the aims, why they learn languages. If they are preparing for some specific exams, you barely get a partner, get this person prepared for this exam. Mm -hmm. It's rare. Yes. But I, I've always prepared for exams in a group. It depends on what kind of preparation you exactly do. So, for example, if it's just learning the techniques and the format of the exam, yes, group lesson works perfectly. But if you need to work on your particular fossilized errors or you need to practice, I don't know, the speaking part, uh, it may be a good idea to do it uh, alone. Speaking part alone? 
Yeah, I mean, individual lesson, not alone, alone. <laughs> With but again, I think that the speaking part is better done in group classes because you get to practice with more than only your teacher with other individuals which you're gonna face in a real exam you mean the parts that will be like a dialogue during the exam yeah because there are like well more of it than you just talking alone Mm, i see there is like interaction I see. It's just, I was preparing only to IELTS, not the, to the Cambridge exam, and there is no... Oh, seriously? Like, dialogue part. Oh, my yes. God. But for FCC and CPE, there is, like, I'd say... Okay, I don't want to say numbers. I'm not good with them. But there's one, then... But, like, I'd say... The majority of it. 70%? Yeah, so it's, like, you need to interact. If you do not interact with another person, they will not give you the needed points score yeah i remember i was watching some videos for the speaking part and yeah there are a lot of interaction there but in ielts when you prepare to ielts yes your interviewer asks you questions but it's minimum interaction you can say something like oh that's a very interesting question give me a second i need to think it through and that's basically it there is no Mm -hmm. interaction whatsoever okay it explains a lot of requests for studying <laughs> IELTS alone. So yeah, it depends on your aim. But again, as I think we mostly teach adults, they are mature enough, I guess, mm-hmm. in learning languages that they know what they really want. And some people want group classes mm-hmm. and some people only want individual classes and maybe not because they're shy or introverted or something this is just the way they prefer again maybe because it's attention thing they want all the attention to them they won't speak maybe to their teachers only or they can then find i don't know a speaking club or something to practice but lessons they want like all the material to be tailored for them yes there is demand for that individualized lesson and actually it is thin ice for the teacher maybe not sure. Again, I think it also depends on how much individualized we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I use different books. Mm-hmm. I am not keen on looking for one particular article for my student for every lesson. This is time-consuming and very demanding on a teacher. Like, I want like new article every lesson i want new something every lesson or something like the ones who if they're listening i don't care like write a comment on youtube or wherever you want that i do not sound like a good teacher but i do not understand people who are like i don't want any course books if you don't want any course books this is speaking english only for you guys and yeah then we can talk about whatever you want but if you want to like prepare a real lesson with grammar, reading, listening, vocabulary, you're going to be using someone else's materials. In, at the end of the day, this is like either you doing it or you're just using somebody else's. Again, it's like legal. They upload it themselves or you can pay for them even. But I prefer to prepare like my materials mm-hmm. as, much I can, as much as I can make them my own. I know. Am I... Like, am I clear? <laughs> yes, you're making sense of it. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm like, 
So, yeah, yeah, that's what what I'm talking about. So if you are doing it without any course book, without any guidelines, let's put it this way, and only on authentic, 100% authentic materials without any books and stuff, it is so time consuming that you will eventually go to burnout, which is not mm-hmm. the good place, believe me. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying that. Tai, do you also use the course book? So you were like tailoring it away. Of course, I use course books. It makes your preparation for the exam, your language learning more systematic. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're a good teacher, if you're the best teacher in the whole world, I don't know, you can't do it on a regular basis systematically enough without using others' materials, mm-hmm. without using some hints from other teachers, from authors of other books so i rely on textbooks Mm -hmm. really in this Mm -hmm. in this question Mm -hmm. this issue Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say that it's like not possible 100 and no no matter how professional you are but i think it's just not needed i do believe Mm -hmm. in the community and in uh, good communication between colleagues so if you know that this person creates great material why not use it? Or if Mm -hmm. you know that this is a great book, why not use it? So Mm -hmm. I believe it's kind of like a multiple collaboration and bringing all the best from the industry into that. True. And again, I actually have tried different ways. I tried only one book. I tried combining several books and this is demanding. Like when you have keep track of all the topics, when you take them from different places, there's like so much stuff going on. So I can like say with some expertise that, again, for me, it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. to be honest, some people don't even notice. Mm-hmm. The difference, so like you like trying to do everything cool and authentic and they're like <laughs> happy with speak out, you know. So like, yeah, why, why do this? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and actually speaking of like our topic today, if we're talking about group classes i think majority of teachers use one course book mm-hmm. because it is very difficult to combine several course books or several sources yeah, vocabulary I- doesn't match never it never matches the vocabulary mm-hmm. the grammar they had before it's always differently it's all, it's always different. And actually, it seems like our episode is about books, not classes. <laughs> but I need, yeah, but I need to say that the methodologists who actually design the books, they know what they're doing. And uh, all the grammar or vocabulary that were introduced before usually incorporated in the next units. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is uh, the key benefit of using the book because it's recycled. Mm-hmm. And reused all the time. Yes. And this is funny how I noticed it, but I'm not sure my students do. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, <laughs> like the, this word we had last lesson. Like, mm, okay. Lately, I started to point it out to my students. It's like, okay, we read. Um... Shaming them. No, not shaming. No. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? Do you remember not... this word? Why not? <laughs> how dare you not to? <laughs> No, I'm just saying, okay, in this text, we have a couple of words that we already discussed with you before. Can you find them? And they're just like, what? 
No, no, actually, when you ask them to actively notice, they start noticing. Mm, true. This yes. is about a focus. Mm-hmm, exactly. And talking about group lessons, actually, I was an advocate for individual lessons. And I was like diehard advocate for that. Because I really couldn't understand. And uh, partly it is my experience at school. I couldn't understand how group lessons can be really effective. I don't know why I kind of brushed away <laughs> the lessons that I had in university because they were quite effective. <laughs> but we will not go there. But the school ones were more traumatic. I guess so, yes. And I was... No. Only individual lessons are effective. And all the group lessons, all the teachers who say that they prefer group lessons, they just want to suck money out of your pocket. Just want to... This is like putting <clears throat> a lot of teachers on spot now. <laughs> so they just want to milk off your money and that's it that's the only reason why they are launching groups not individual lessons I was wrong <laughs> I do say that I was wrong thank you thank you <laughs> I, yes this is my responsibility I acknowledge that uh, but worldview changed completely after I took part in group lessons and in effective group lessons and I saw the benefits of it so for those of our listeners who are on the side with my previous self, can you please explain what are the benefits of group lessons? Tai, you already said that it's much more fun. Why? Well, because you interact with more people, first of all. It's more interesting because you face other examples, experience of others. The second point is that you learn something Systematically, yes, again, according to the book, you do some exercises, but still you can have different points of view and you get some insights during the lesson. It's more, I don't know, it comes more often, maybe, than if you learn just with the teacher, I don't know. How to put that? What do you mean it comes more? What often? comes? Yeah, what comes? <laughs> the insights, insights, some new vocabulary, some new points of view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's maybe philosophically speaking, but still something like that. But the second thing, you don't get so much attention during the lesson. Which is good. <laughs> yes. And you Why so? can look up some words when you want to say something, say something cool. You can look up mm-hmm. words while others are speaking. Well, this is bad. You're not listening to others. <laughs> I also don't like this one. <laughs> I know the no. students do it, but I hate it. Sorry, but if you want to use some new word and you're, oh, what is that word during the lesson? Is it better? Than if you already it's better not to use the word but listen to what other people are talking about well okay but still you listen but then you just use this word and that's all you like you showed off other people said something good you missed it and you're like but i use this word well maybe you're a caesar and you can (laughs) caesar caesar like you can do two things at the time like simultaneously (laughs) Not the salad, but 
the but, person. No, but the, the cell helps to understand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's okay to use the words and not okay. It's great when you use the words <laughs> that you already discussed. But what I, uh, what I noticed again of myself during my group lessons is that if I don't remember the words, I just ask the person who I talk to. And she usually helps me to remember the word. And this way we keep communicating. So I do not zone out. And she also remembers the word and I use it. I'm guilty of that too. Like Taya talked about like, oh, like just let me. And I noticed my student doing it. And I'm just sad that ask me. Why? <laughs> they don't want to waste time. No. No, no, it's wait, so dynamic. wait, let me explain. I'm not going to say the word to the person because this is easy. This is not learning. I'm going to remind, give an association or something, and then they will conjure up this word from their memory themselves. If not, then, okay, we'll just do something else. But I'm like, because this is more useful than them. Oh, wait, wait, I'm just going to find it. And it's like one minute, two minutes. Wait, wait, just a second. One more. This is not useful. This is this is wasting time. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you do. I'm just giving example why I'm so against it because I noticed it with my students. But I'm also guilty of that with Spanish when we used to study with Ktusha. I was like, just a second. Yes, like, what was it? Un momento. <laughs> I was like, Un momento. <laughs> and Ktusha is like, just ask me. I could see that she was like, what are you trying to look up? because you're not that fluent come on <laughs> so yeah i'm guilty of that too because th i think this is like the um, easiest way easy way out sure yeah like i'm just gonna do it myself i'm gonna do it myself but ask for help again psychology and me <laughs> taking a turn i guess we are talking here about the same thing but a bit from different perspectives let's put it this way so you are saying it from the terms of learning and remembering things yes because i remember myself when I'm reminded of the word, not just looked it up, but I'm reminded for a description, for some associations or something, or I describe the word so the person tells me what it is, I remember it better. So from the terms of remembering, not looking up is better. I guess, Daria, you are saying that from the point of like, I don't want to ruin the flow, so I'm kind of really quickly looking up brushing it into the flow of speech and we are going over am i correct and it's also a new word which i don't know i have no idea of mm -hmm. it's basically if a person a student wants to know some new word he could ask you in russian and you translate mm -hmm. as a teacher mm -hmm. i can't say it because i don't know it you can explain it how like explain the meaning of the word yeah, like, oh, I forget this thing that I used to, like, clean my floor, like, you know, this stuff, it, it's electric and whatever. They mm -hmm. know the words. Mm -hmm. Even elementary, they know some basic words. Well, I, if it's about learning the word, if it's not about remembering what I talked about earlier, if it's about learning new words, you say it just when they explain it to you without looking up. Because sometimes, and I've had it so many times, they're like, yes, I'm just going to look up the word. I'm like, okay. Do you think? And they look up the word and it is not the right word. Because as you know, English, and I teach only English, has many meanings. One word has so many meanings. And they're like, this is the word. And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh no, like it says, I like Google translated it. It says this. I'm like, unfortunately it's not. So I'd better 
say the right word in this context for them, them, them looking it up, maybe remembering it already because some people have visual memory and they're like, mm, this is the word. I'm like, no. So I'm exaggerating. I understand it, but this is why I chose it. But I also understand Ty's point of view because in group classes, it's much easier to like mm-hmm. look up something because again, teacher maybe is dealing with somebody else's crisis in the breakout rooms, especially. And you're just like, chill. Sometimes nobody is perfect and many people start thinking during the lesson and it all it's also a waste of time and during this waste of time you can look up something because there's nothing going on mm-hmm. actually now while somebody is thinking what was it what <laughs> this mm. is not the best promotion of group classes right now yes but can we agree actually adding to the point that group classes are chaotic Uh, Yes, they are. (laughs) Like, it doesn't depend on how good, how good a teacher you are. I messed up the... How good of a teacher you are, it's okay. Thank you, how good of a teacher you are. It doesn't depend on it. You can be the greatest of them all. You still, something happens, somebody like, can't remember the word, another one is like, I don't know, dealing with their emails and like, something is happening, especially online class. So, yeah fun but chaotic i guess in here it just goes hand in hand fun and chaos i wouldn't say that it's a waste of time but there are some lapses let's put it this way so for example some people finished earlier the other people are still in the process so there is a bit of a lapse yeah so fast finishers and slow finishers if the teacher is great he can come by give some extra tasks for the first one help the second ones and stuff but there will be some lapses which is okay it's not like Okay, we have 60-minute lessons, so 20 minutes we are having some crisis. No, it's not like this. But there will be just some bits and pieces where you need to regroup somebody or somebody didn't understand the instructions, just like any, I guess, group activity that you have in life. So there will be some lapses. And it's okay just because it's a number of people who are different individuals and have their own ways of doing everything. But I want to point out that in terms of real-life communication, it's much closer to what you will actually experience. Because lots of people are exposed to only, for example, the way of pronunciation of the teacher. And then people try to move somewhere again. (laughs) Welcome to our episode of Moving. They are... Lost, totally lost because, okay, I know this one way of pronunciation things and this person doesn't do it the same. <laughs> but it's on them, like you should do something else besides your classes. And this is about our episode, The Outside. Mm-hmm. Listen to this one. So like, <laughs> if you just have individual class with your teacher and then you move abroad, well, surprise, surprise, you're going to be lost mentally. Yes. And actually speaking of group classes, Okay, like some waste of time, whatever. But then, and I've experienced it myself firsthand when people just do not get on with each other. Mm -hmm. And this is you as a teacher. You need to deal with it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I've never heard, oh, wait, I even, this is about offline classes, but I had two men almost fighting. 
in my class because one was like very... physically yes i was oh scared i'm not joking i was scared because I, there were only two of them and me and there one was very like cheerful like oh come on let's do this and another one came there to learn he was not having all this fun whatever like let's just do this exercise let's not have any jokes and whatever and at some point he the serious one just snapped and i was like didn't feel good so this is of course an exception but again i had students who like do not get on because one is very loud another one's very quiet and because like they have to study in work they kind of have to get on or get along Mm-hmm. It's rare, but I know. Have you ever had any experience like this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> In every group, there is a person who everyone hates. <laughs> Sometimes. I wouldn't go there, but okay. <laughs> now Tai is exposing more about her Japanese classes than when she's not. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I am a privileged one because I don't remember anything like that. Good for you to acknowledge your privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's very important now, nowadays. I guess I am because the group that I'm finishing the course this week is just perfect. Everyone there is a gem and I have... Ksusha just knows that they're listening to us, that's all. I actually am sure. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) And in my university, I don't remember anyone like making the other's life miserable and in my group actually yeah i do sound like a privileged person like everything is great no i think you sound more like a very positive person that's it you do not see this negative maybe i do see it more so i might attract it guilty (laughs) maybe that's the point yes yeah i'm very balanced person in this way i never say that my opinion is the only one that is correct and stuff i always like okay if we have a polar ones just let's you do you and i do me that's it (laughs) we do not clash our personalities let's agree to disagree and i am very easy on that so maybe i just have never got into a fight with the person (laughs) who is saying like no you listen to me i need to tell you you are wrong maybe that's the point but i haven't experienced that and again if we're talking about learning you can choose like to continue learning with these people or not. Or if you are a teacher, you can talk to the students and say like, okay, we are having the situation here. We need to work it somehow, work it out. I guess that will be Mm -hmm. it. It's totally the same as the real life. So in real life, not all the people are very easygoing. So it happens the same here. If you are very afraid of having a situation like this, you can opt for individual lessons. And I actually wanted to say a few words about individual lessons, because right now, when my view on the topic shifted, I see individual lessons only in the terms when you really need something specific. Specific. Yes, something specific, or maybe when your schedule is not stable. Mm -hmm. So I have a student, Risa, she is great, but right now she is working I don't even know, like it used to be two, yeah, like shifts, but it used to be two, two. So two days she was working, two days she had her days off. And right now they are kind of changing something in her Mm -hmm. department and she can work like four days and then like two days. And we are shifting the lessons for her. So Mm -hmm. for her, I do not think that any group lessons will be an option because 
her schedule is always moving. Or I have students and we are having the lessons really early in the morning. Not really early, but early in the morning. And sometimes, again, we shift the lessons because she is going to business trips a lot. Mm -hmm. Again, so for her, individual lessons is more of an option. Or we can say, I have individual lessons with my Spanish teacher because I have very specific questions and very specific demands. So I'm preparing for my lessons in Spanish and I have some questions and I kind of redirect these questions to my teacher. Or there is, again, something during the lesson, which I don't know, which is okay because I'm not a dictionary. I can have some things I do not know. And I, again, redirect it to her and we go for that. So I'm better prepared and I can provide the better quality to my students. In these cases, I guess individual lessons are great. I agree. Totally. <laughs> I have two points. First point is I advise people to study with smaller groups with someone they know, mm -hmm. if it's okay with them, because I had this amazing experience with teaching a girl and a boy who are a couple. And they're amazing if they're listening to it. Guys, you are the best. And I, to be honest, before them, I was in doubt because you can see the dynamic in the couple and sometimes it's, you know, toxic and you have to teach them and you're still taking somebody's side and like, you know, so, but they are amazing. They're so like, you know, just cute and lovely together and they help each other and they speak English outside the classroom, which is amazing. They do something together. So like, and, but they're mostly just an exception, maybe. But again, if you have a friend who also wants to learn any language, do it with a friend. I think it just helps that you have a familiar face. You're not that shy. And uh, I like we used to do it with Ksusha. Well, kind of like we weren't friends at that point, but we were studying for TKT. Yeah, it was kind of like buddy. Yeah, it was fun because I was like, oh, I know her a bit more. And uh, yeah, it's fun. And as a second point, is that I now suggest my students to have like hybrid type of classes where you have individual class and then a group class somehow. If you can afford it, if you can find it, it might be just a speaking club or whatever. But I used to work for an IT company where I taught group classes, but I also had some individual classes from those groups. And it's, it's much more helpful because again, you have more specific questions. So I always recommend now if they're having individual classes, we find something with the groups because yes it's more like a real life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you have some specific questions you should have a huge class because i think we've all like experienced it if not as teachers but as learners that when one person asks the teacher this question and the teacher needs to answer it takes a long time you know <laughs> i admire my japanese teachers doing that, dealing with the question. Sometimes the question is according to the subjects we have and they answer the question right straight, for, straight away. Straightforward. Okay. Straightforward. And uh, sometimes if it's off topic, they just say, let's remember this question. You can ask me after the lesson, after we mm. finished mm -hmm. the whole class, I would give you some five, ten minutes after the class and uh, I can answer your question afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's actually a very good technique. Good, if you have time. Agreed. I think I've started to reflect it on my group lesson with my Spanish uh, group. And if there are, again, the questions connected to the topic, 
Yes, I answer it right away. But if the question is not connected to the topic, maybe I have just very conscious students, but they do not ask it during the lesson, so they can write mm -hmm. to me and answer it separately. I hope it just shows that I'm a friendly person that you can write outside of the lesson and I will answer that, but they're doing that. And I would not say that if we're talking about mini group and I'm a fan of mini groups right now, I still believe that all the questions can be answered. I believe in that balance between individual and group dynamic. So even during the lesson, I include some exercises that are individual so the person goes on their own and then kind of on the production stage they just talk all together so they're a mix and for now i think it's working out pretty well again if we're talking about some homework if they're doing homework we have like individual feedback and often people again can ask me it all works out and during the lesson we have that communicative part this much more fun that Ty talked about, so they are in the real one. But I do love the idea about the hybrid ones. So if you have an individual lesson to go to some other part, like speaking practice, whatever, that's a great idea. Cool. I'm also into everything, so I, <laughs> see, I see pros and cons in everything, and mm -hmm. I can't say I'm into something in particular. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. individual groups, small groups... It's all cool. I can say that as a teacher, I already expressed my opinion. Like hybrid is the bestest for me as a learner. To be honest, I can't imagine myself learning something from the very beginning in a group. And I understand elementary students very well. I am very shy. I don't want to sound stupid or silly or whatever, which people never do, but I have it in my head. So I prefer individual classes. At the very beginning but then like i'm ready to move on to group classes because all the examinations all the like teacher something stuff like tkt i always studied in a group and it was fun and it was efficient so like yeah but from the very beginning i but this is just me my like complex or something <laughs> i want to study with a teacher and sound stupid to only one person <laughs> Maybe you just like spoke someone's mind right now. <laughs> I hope, guys, write in. <laughs> as for me, I am a fan of small groups, as I've already said. And I do believe in individuals once if you're having some specific thought in mind. So I guess we will wrap it up. Check our YouTube channel, check our Telegram channel. And thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.